It's the week before Christmas, and there's a movie I'll pick for this new episode of Future Flicks. There are eight movies coming out this week, folks, and they all must do battle with Rogue One. There are some good movies coming out this week, but they all have uphill battles, so we'll see how they do. It's the week of December 23rd, and this is Future Flicks. That's right, folks, it's a new episode, episode 24. Did you see Rogue One yet? Why not check out the Future Flicks with Billiam Movie Night review of it? That's a long title, I know. A long title for a short podcast. You don't even need to take that much time out of your life, so just give it a listen. You can find it at the usual places like iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, the somewhat nerdy site, any podcast listening app, and for the first time ever, Future Flicks is on YouTube. It's just the audio with some pictures, nothing fancy yet. It's just another way that you can listen to the Future Flicks podcast. I may dabble in some video next year, but for now, we're sticking with the audio. Well, let's just jump right into this week's episode, folks. Let's start out with some news, and we'll start with a Rogue One story. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, broke $323 million at the worldwide box office. This, according to Variety... The dump Star Wars people are saying they won because it's not making as much money as Episode 7. If you didn't know, there was this group of gigantic tools online who think that Star Wars has an anti-white agenda, so they were starting to hashtag and boycott for Star Wars. And those a-holes think they won. Only 232, sorry, two, 323 million. Boy, you sure showed Star Wars. Good job, Bubba. Because I bet your name is Bubba. Actor Dick Latessa died. He was the star of Hairspray. He passed away on the 19th at age 87. Also passed away is, or was, sorry, Jaja Gabor. She died on the 18th at age 99. She had almost 80 acting credits to her name, but a lot of people of my parents' generation would know her best from the show Hollywood Squares. Like the old good Hollywood Squares, not that awful one from the 90s where Whoopi Goldberg tried to show us she was still relevant. No, 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 not that crap. According to Variety, Dick Van Dyke is reportedly going to appear in the sequel to Mary Poppins. This movie has a release date of December 25th, 2018, and will star Emily Blunt. When this movie comes out, it will have been 54 years since the first movie. It's confirmed that Thor Ragnarok will have the planet from Planet Hulk in the movie. This may not be a Planet Hulk movie, but it's going to borrow from the story. All this according to Slash Film. Before we get into the movies, there are some films that are getting limited releases this week. Those movies are Silence, the new Martin Scorsese film starring Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver. A Monster Calls, based on the book by Patrick Ness, and Patriot's Day. I'll talk more about those movies the weeks they actually come out, but the first two at least look amazing. I haven't seen a trailer for Patriot's Day yet, but people who've seen advanced screenings of it say it's really good. This week is going to have three different release dates. There's going to be releases on the 21st, the day this drops, hopefully, if I can get my act together, the 23rd, which would normally be the release date, and the 25th, Christmas. True, that Sunday, technically a different week, but I can't get an episode out that quick, so I'm going to talk about it now. So let's jump into it by talking about Passengers. That comes out on the 21st. 
Thousands of people are in a sleep-like stasis as their ship travels through space to a distant planet. Two passengers are awakened 90 years too early due to a malfunction, but there could be more to their plight than a simple error. This stars Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy, Jennifer Lawrence from American Hustle, Michael Sheen from Underworld, Lawrence Fishburne from Event Horizon, and Andy Garcia from The Untouchables. This was written by John Spaths, 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 whatever, from Prometheus, or the writer of Prometheus and Doctor Strange, and directed by Morton Tildum, who directed The Imitation Game. And my god, I am so sick of this movie. When the trailer first dropped three months ago, I thought it looked pretty interesting. That was until most movies I saw for the past three months had the same trailer for Passengers. Three trailers were released in total for this movie, including a few teasers. But for some reason, every damn time I went to the movie theater, or any movie theater, it was the first trailer that played. And oh my god, I don't care anymore. I just don't want to see this. I can't wait for this to come out and be spend its, its run in theaters and leave so I never have to see that trailer again. This movie has some good actors in it. And Jennifer Lawrence is in it too. I know, I know, I, I make fun of her a lot, but the sad thing is she has potential. She has the potential to be really good. We've seen it. We've seen it in Winter's Bone and American Hustle, but the problem is she plays the same person in each and every movie with just minor changes. The question now is how much of it is her fault, as in she's just not a good actress, and how much of it is the movies she chooses? that they want that specific type of role for the movies. So it's either that she's typecast and can't escape it, or she's bad. I'd very much like to believe that she is a really good actress, but hasn't had an opportunity to spread her wings. But until that moment comes, I have to go by what I've seen. And the only thing I've seen is the same character in each and every movie. And what scares me is that Chris Pratt is on his way to do the same sort of thing. Hopefully his take on the quirky and nerdy handsome guy doesn't get old before he gets to stretch his wings. Wait, did I say stretch his wings? It should be, okay, it should be spread, spread his wings. If I said stretch the wings for Jennifer Lawrence too, I meant spread the wings, if that makes any more sense. The visuals for passengers look amazing. You may have heard me bitch about my internet one or 20 times. I have exceed internet and it's the worst internet known to man. I would get a full back tattoo of Michael Bay if I could wake up tomorrow and have good internet. Why do I bring that up? Because I watched the trailers, all the trailers in 144p and it still looked great. And that's impressive because nothing looks great at 144p. You know what I want to do? I want to try and guess the twist of the movie. And I think the twist is that there was no colony. That Earth has just got crowded and they need to get rid of people. So all of these thousands of people have been sent to their deaths. And maybe someone back home left their, uh, let their conscience get the better of them and made it so Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence wake up early to save the day. You know, I, I will see this. I'm just not going to see this in theaters. The piss poor advertising campaign for this movie ruined it for me. And so I have absolutely no interest in making any time to see it in theaters. 
Maybe, just maybe, if these people had spread the trailers out a little more, so I would have seen any but the same one over and over again and could just get inundated with the same images each time, maybe then I would be interested, but I'm not. Hell, anytime an ad popped up online, anytime I saw a trailer on TV, it was the same one. So I can't just blame the theaters in my area for this. I can blame the people running the ads. Passengers is an unfortunate movie that looks like it could have had potential and maybe still can have potential, but just doesn't look interesting. Passengers gets a score of 5 out of 11. Next up on the list is a movie called Sing. This comes out on the 21st as well. Buster Moon has a crazy idea a last-ditch effort to save his theater, which is on the verge of collapse. He decides to hold a singing competition and invite everyone to try out. This is an animated movie with the voices of Matthew McConaughey from The Lincoln Lawyer, Reese Witherspoon from Wild, Seth MacFarlane from Family Guy, Scarlett Johansson from Lost in Translation, John C. Riley from Step Brothers, and Taryn Egerton from Eddie the Eagle. This was written and co-directed by Garth Jennings, who directed Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and also directed by Christopher Lordlett, who's an animator known for movies like Despicable Me and Balto. Remember Balto? That, that was a good one. I have a really bad fear that this trailer spoiled not just the ending, but the individual endings to certain character story arcs. And I'm going to make another prediction, just like I did for Passengers. I'm going to make another prediction. And you can't get mad at me for spoilers if I'm right, just because I haven't seen this movie. and I'm basing my guesses off the trailer. So here's my guess. The elephant is going to win. They even show her literally bringing the house down when she finally like stops being scared and sings. I mean, come on. Though I do hope I'm wrong. I really do hope I'm wrong on this because I would like to see a movie, even though it's a kid's movie, I would like to see a, a movie that's not predictable. Other than that, this looks good. I would love some original songs, but it doesn't like Illumination is going to do that for this movie. Uh, that's more of Disney's thing, actually. So instead of original songs, we're probably going to get pop song covers. And that's there, there's not really anything wrong with that. I just like to hear original songs when I see animated movies. That's one of the things that made Moana so great. But then, of course, you have to look at this, or I have to look at this, from the angle that this movie is basically kind of an animated American Idol. So they're going to sing what's popular. Cover songs or not, this movie is going to be entertaining. It looks like it has a few interwoven stories that will all come together nicely and all find their resolutions at the singing finals. Speaking of animation, this looks really good, and best of all, just anthropomorphic enough to give animals human qualities, but not enough to get creepy and attract furries. Kind of like Zootopia did. Okay, you know what I learned today? You know what I learned today? I scrolled down to the bottom of the IMDB page and saw a discussion area where people post things they notice or ideas they have about the movie. There's some stupid shit down there. Some going on and on about racism in the movie because the Australian gorilla is a criminal. Listen here, you discount social justice warrior. Quit looking for racism in everything just so you can stand on your soapbox. Uh, but back to the movie. And let's finish up this talk in the movie. This looks good. This looks really good. Sing is going to be a solid and reliable pick for a movie to watch this weekend. Though it's just not my pick. Sing gets an 8 out of 11. We have two movies before I take a break. And the next two movies are two of three foreign films coming out this week. So the next movie on the list 
is Julieta. A woman decides to confront the demons of her past, one of which is the events that led up to her daughter becoming estranged. This is a Spanish movie, and that's important for three reasons. First, you'll notice that I didn't like list any actors. That's because unless you're a fan of Spanish cinema, you won't know any of them. And I checked. I went through their entire page. Second, this is going to be in Spanish. Shock! I know! So if you want to see this, be prepared to read subtitles. Third reason, this is going to be a limited release. So even if you want to see it, you may have a hard time. And when I say limited release, not like the movies I mentioned earlier are going to be limited and then be released wider later. Movies like this, foreign movies, almost never get wide releases in America. So these movies I'm going to mention are going to be limited releases. So even if you want to see this, you may have a hard time. This is directed by Pedro Almodovar, who is supposedly a big name in Spanish cinema. I'm sorry to say that I'm not familiar with his work. He wrote and directed Volver with Penelope Cruz, which I never saw, though it's one of those movies on my to-watch list that just keeps getting pushed back and back. One day I'll be honest with myself and say I'm never going to watch it. Today is not that day. Tomorrow doesn't look good either. This film looks interesting, but just not interesting enough to warrant any effort to watch, especially when you take the fact that you may have to travel a substantial amount just to see it. It looks like a good story with some time jumping from this woman on where she is now, jumping back to whenever she messed up so bad with her daughter and that now her daughter doesn't even want to see her and then how she is going to try to make amends with this. And now that I think about it, all of these foreign movies coming out are all family themed in one way or another. So there's that. That's interesting. Maybe that's why they all chose it came out the same week. I don't know. I don't know these things. I'm not psychic yet. At the end of the day, Julieta looks... Okay, looks like it'd be worth a watch someday, but just not anytime soon. Julieta gets a 5 out of 11. Next movie, and the last one before the break, is Dangal. This and Julieta come out on the 21st, actually. I forgot to say that for, for the last one. Dangal is based on the true story of former wrestler Mahavir Singh Pogat and his two daughters. Mahavir couldn't win a gold and, and prayed that he and his wife will have a boy that could do what he couldn't, but he only got daughters. One day after his two eldest daughters get into a fight, he realizes that he never needed a son. He had two daughters who can help him fulfill his dream. If you couldn't tell by the names, this is an Indian movie, and that's being brought to us by Disney, actually. Disney is the one bringing this over. This movie looks really, really good. The problem is, just like Julieta, this is going to be a very limited release. And like I've said before, movies like this tend to be released in areas that are heavy in population for the particular ethnic group. I don't know if I want to drive that far to see this. If this was, if this was playing in Santa Cruz, then sure, I'd make time. It looks that good. But it's not good enough to drive all the way to the nearest Indian cinema. This movie looks like it's going to have a strong story about a man who views himself as a failure and then pushes his need to honor his family's name onto his daughters. This is a familiar story. We may be in a big world with many different ethnic and cultural groups, but we're still the same. No matter how different we are, we still share similar stories. We've seen stories like this in America, we've seen stories like this out of other countries, and now it's India's turn. But even though we've seen it before, doesn't mean it's going to be bad. 
Dungal looks good, and I truly believe that Bollywood movies deserve wider releases. That if people gave them a chance, they'll find something they love. I'm not saying you're going to watch Dungal or Dishoom from back in July or any Bollywood movie and suddenly be, be converted to Bollywood forever. I'm just hoping that you'll find a movie from a different country that could interest you and you'll give it a chance and you'll enjoy it. There is a lot of cinema out there. A lot of it is crap. A lot of what America does is crap. But there's going to be something you're going to love, a story out there you're going to enjoy. And I hope, I hope that all of you just step outside of your comfort zone just a little bit to try something new. Dangal gets an 8 out of 11. Well, it's time for the break, folks, so please stay tuned for a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Imagine yourself on a journey with the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. And we're back. All right, let's just jump right into it. Our next movie is called Tony Erdman. A father tries to reconnect with his daughter by getting a job at her company and pretending to be a man named Tony Erdman. This movie looks cute and funny, and I'll be damned if the foreign films look better than most of the American films this week. But this one suffers from the same problem as the last two movies. It's not going to get a wide release at all, so there's a really good chance that even if any of these movies interest you, by the time it comes out to stream, rent, or buy, you'll have forgotten about it. What worries me about this movie is that early American reviews call it a cringe fest, and I can't stand movies like that. On the bright side, it looks quirky and funny, a movie with a very warm feeling. The trailer threw around all these quotes from critics, supposedly famous reviewers, and they all said stuff like, it's a triumph. What the f*** does that even mean? It's a triumph. Is it a movie or a f motorcycle? Was the movie down by seven points at the end of the fourth quarter with seconds on the clock and they ran in for a touchdown and made the extra point? No? Then suck a d Triumph. I'll beat you with a dictionary. That'll be a triumph. Movie critics need to stop relying on the same tired buzzwords. Dear listeners, please, if you ever hear me starting to use buzzwords like that, either already popular ones or ones of my own creation, please call me on it. Because if I ever do something like that that makes me seem like a hypocrite, I probably don't realize I'm doing it and would be thoroughly embarrassed to learn I am, but would be thankful and thus will stop. Okay, but rant aside, back to Tony Erdman. I really like this idea. This is a pretty unique one, too. A father trying to reconnect with his daughter by putting on a really, really bad disguise and getting hired where she works. The premise is so absurd that it works fantastically. This is going on my list of movies to watch, and I've decided to make an actual list so I won't forget them. So Dungal and Tony Erdman are going on my list for movies that are worth a watch. Tony Erdman. It's an 8 out of 11. We have three movies left, folks. Three movies left and one pick of the week. The third to last movie on my list this week is Why Him. This comes out on the 23rd. 
Ned's daughter has fallen in love with an internet celebrity, and Ned and his family are being invited to meet the new boyfriend, and they'll find that he's more than they bargained for. This stars Brian Cranston from Malcolm in the Middle, James Franco from 127 Hours, Zoe Deutsch from Beautiful Creatures, and Megan Mullally from Will and Grace. This looks funny, and according to Megan Mullally, they were allowed to improv as much as they wanted, and there was a total of 230 hours of footage recorded that were trimmed down to about two hours. This movie better have one hell of a lot of extras when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray. Okay, quick rant time. If you know me or listen to the Watch Your Mouth podcast, you'll know that I'm not a big fan of Rotten Tomatoes. I've checked this movie out just for shiggles, and it has a 35% critic review, but a 95% want-to-see score. Also, early reviews from everyday people who just happen to see an advanced screening say that this film is hilarious. Movies like this show that critics like Richard Roper and Mark LaSalle are out of touch with the everyday person. These guys and girls have huge sticks up their asses and forget that movies should be fun. They're too busy picking movies apart and they forget to enjoy it. We should look for what's good in movies instead of looking for things to tear apart. Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad had about the same discrepancy in their scores. Both had critic scores of 26%, while an audience score of 64%. Okay, 64 is still failing. That's still a bad score. But that's a discrepancy of almost 40%. Were those good movies? No, but they were enjoyable. And the people we're supposed to rely on to tell us if a movie is good or not shouldn't have that big of a difference between their view and the normal person's view. Oh, okay, end of rant. Let's get back to why him. This looks like a cringy and raunchy comedy with James Franco playing a character much like the one he did in The Interview, a seemingly well-meaning but woefully ignorant and out-of-touch man. This time he has two veteran comedic actors backing him up, Karen from Will and & Grace, and it's so easy to forget that Brian Cranston has comedy skills because even though he was on Malcolm in the Middle longer, Breaking Bad was his biggest role. The trailers have all signs pointing to this being a standard modern comedy that's going to be funny but not bring anything else to the table. But do we really need anything else? If it's funny enough, we don't. I saw Office Christmas Party and never got around to writing a review because I'm overworked, but it was really funny. It was unoriginal, but it made me laugh. Why him is going to be the same thing? Go see this because it's a classic modern comedy. I believe it was Critter who said, in reference to Office Christmas Party, if you go to movies like this expecting something deep and original, then f*** you. Why him gets a 7 out of 11. Alright folks, two movies left and only one pick. Do you know what my pick isn't? Well, it isn't Assassin's Creed, which comes out on the 21st. Callum Lynch is supposed to be executed, but instead wakes up in a lab where they make him explore the memories of his ancestor who was part of a secret assassin society. This stars Michael Fassbender from X-Men Days of Future Past, Marion Cotier from Inception, Michael Kenneth Williams from 2014's Robocop, Jeremy Irons from Die Hard with a Vengeance, and Brendan Gleeson from the Harry Potter series. I hate these games. Ubisoft is an unreliable game company, and the Assassin's Creed games quickly became Game of the Year level crap, just like Call of Duty. Some of my friends have told me that the later games are actually good games, but it's too late. Ubisoft has already lost me. 
So I don't have any interest in the game and no interest helping me in wanting to see the film. The trailer did nothing to show me that the story is going to be any different from the first game. Supposedly this film is its own story and takes place in the game's universe, but to me it looks like a retelling of the first one. In fact, the studio has done a piss poor job of selling this movie. The trailer shows nothing original and they are relying on people who enjoy the game, and that's not how you should sell a movie. Sure. Make fan service trailers to appease your fan base, but try and make other trailers to show the rest of us why we should see the film. This was directed by Justin Kurzel, who directed 2015's Macbeth, the movie that was supposed to be good but no one ever saw. Two of the three writers for this film were writers on Allegiant. That's who you want to write your movie. The guys who wrote one of the worst young adult novel adaptations ever. Visually, this looks like an impressive movie, and it has a great cast. Those are two positive things I can say about this, but that's really it. I just can't get hyped for this movie, and I, I know I'm supposed to be hyped. Movies like this are supposed, are supposed to be a nerd's wet dream. But not only is this based off a crappy video game series, but it had terrible marketing that couldn't sell me on it. I'm done talking about this. I'm going to jump straight to the bill score. Assassin's Creed gets a 4 out of 11. Well folks, this is it. Time for my pick of the week. I'd be interested to know if you could guess what the pick of the week is without looking it up, just because this movie hasn't really been advertised that much. I've seen a couple trailers for it, but, but that's it. So my pick of the week, a movie that comes actually out on Christmas Day, is Fences. A father struggles at raising his kid during the 1950s when race relations were growing tense. He wants his boy to have a better life than he did, but goes about showing it in the wrong way, only increasing the distance between them. This stars Denzel Washington, obviously from the show Saint Elsewhere, duh, and Viola Davis from Suicide Squad. And my god, I don't know how Viola Davis hasn't won an Oscar by now. She's amazing. This film looks amazing. I'm not sure it's exactly the type of movie to see on Christmas or that should be released on Christmas, but you know what? Good for you, Fences. You'll be killed in the theater by Rogue One, but good for you. This was written by August Wilson, who wrote the play it's based on and the script for the movie. I don't know why it took so long for this movie to be made, and I know it took a while for this movie to be made because Wilson passed away in 2005 at the age of 60. The only thing I know about Wilson's wishes for the movie is that he wanted it directed by a black person. And so the black person they found was Denzel Washington himself. This is Washington's fourth directorial credit, one of which being an episode of Grey's Anatomy for some reason. I'm one of the biggest and most important actors in the world. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to direct an episode of a network TV show. That sounds good. Okay, I know more and more actors have been, or movie actors have been going to TV and finding new lives there and doing great work, but what a random show. What's next? Tom Cruise directing an episode of Flash? Matt Damon directing an episode of Big Bang Theory? No, no, he would, he would never do that garbage. Fences looks like it's full of great performances, with Washington playing a father with an unflinching my house, my rules look on raising a child. It looks like there's even a very sweet love side story with Washington and Davis, though the rift between father and son is going to create a rift between husband and wife. 
which spells drama not just because of the topic but because of the time the 50s were still back in the day when the man ruled the house without question sure there were exceptions neither of my grandparents were like that but it was the more common way to be back then so this story has conflict coming from so many different places. Father and son, husband and wife, black versus white racial issues, poverty, and at the center of it, a man who wants to do the best he can but goes about it the wrong way and can't see that he's causing the problems. It's heartbreaking, actually. Washington wants what's best for his son but ends up pushing him away. Fences is going to be a heavy, heavy drama with fantastic acting and great writing. This is going to be a winner. It will be. If you want just a fun and entertaining movie, then watch Sing or watch Rogue One again. But if you want a potentially great movie, you watch Fences. Fences gets a 9 out of 11. Well, my friends, that's it for the week of the 23rd. What did, what did you think? Is there anything that catches your interest? Do you actually want to see Assassin's Creed? Did I do anything to get you interested in Fences? Tell me what you think in the comments. Pretty please be sure to rate this podcast. I would appreciate five stars, a thumbs up, whatever. However you listen to me, I would appreciate a positive review. I love what I do, and I want to keep doing it, and I can't keep doing it without you. So thank you very much for your support, for your constant support week after week. I'm not going to talk to you again until after Christmas, so please have a very merry, very safe, very loving Christmas. I hope you get everything you want, and just remember... Because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't get a toy. And that's not a dirty joke in disguise. I mean an actual toy. Because toys are great no matter how old you are. So thank you once again for listening and let's jump right into the housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, and any podcast listening app, as well as a somewhat nerdy website. That's www.somewhatnerdy.com. Need to reach me? Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy site, Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter, BilliamSWN. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram too, also BilliamSWN. Please be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Square Circle podcasts, also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Also be sure to check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast, another project with our friend Critter. Don't forget to check the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of our latest blogs and news. I promise I'll start writing blogs again. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, signing off. I'll see you in the future, and have a very Merry Christmas.